Hey, 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 you guys might be wondering, why are we hearing this like samurai swords, sword fighting, very Asian-like in an African podcast? You're about to find out. Hey guys, this is Daniel here. Welcome back to Roots, a podcast about greatness. So let's get into it. What would you guys think if I told you that in the pinnacle of the samurai era in Japan, a six foot two African man was wrecking havoc on all of those Japanese people. Would you think I was lying? Well, I'm not. This is straight facts. We're gonna talk about Yasuke, so stay tuned. Guys, remember, this is a place to celebrate history, but not history rooted in trauma. We've had plenty of those already. The samurai are among the most enduring symbols of Japanese cultural heritage and few foreigners have ever claimed the title of one. But one unorthodox man stands out from the long lineup of noble Japanese warriors. The story of Yasuke may sound like a plot to a Quentin Tarantino movie, like Django beating some slave master's ass, or Brad Pitt lighting up some Nazis. But he indeed, Donna Kabuto, has history's only African samurai. It's time for an accurate depiction of Yasuke, because even though anime and fiction have tried to depict an African samurai, they were rooted in pure fiction. But this here is about to be straight fact. When a six foot two tall African slave landed in Japan, people thought the apocalypse was here in the presence of this young black king. In 1579, his arrival in Kyoto, the capital at the time, caused such a sensation that people even climbed up over one another to get a glimpse of him. Even some of them ended up being crushed to death, according to historian Lawrence Winkler. Guys, let's put this into perspective. How many times have you seen people gather a crowd so big that some of them even must die? I don't know, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Beyonce, Prince, Freddie Mercury, The Beatles. Other than those, I don't recall, so imagine the magnitude of Yasuke. Yasuke would have been one of the first Africans ever seen in Japan. Word got spread about this young black god and eventually reached a daimyo who would change the entire course of Yasuke's life. His celebrity status soon piqued the curiosity of Oda Nobunaga, a medieval Japanese warlord who was striving to unify Japan and bring peace to a country raked by civil war. Lord Oda played an extremely important role in paving the way for the total unification of Japan, and by the time of his death, nearly half of the country's provinces were under his control. When Yasuke was first introduced to Lord Nobunaga, he was described as a tall young man whose strength surpassed that of ten men. Guys, let's picture this. Someone that just on his physical appearance, like at first glance, you would say like, no, that man has the strength of 10 men. Yasuke stood more than 6 feet tall, a height at which would have towered above most Japanese men at the time. The average height of a Japanese man was about 5 feet 2 inches. So imagine that he was at least a foot taller than the average Japanese man and the average Japanese warrior. Imagine in battle, you know, the length, the reach, that man was a god walking amongst men. So let, going back, Oda believed Yasuke to be either a guardian demon or a daikokuten, a god of prosperity, usually represented by a black statue in most temples. 
the fascinated daimyo was convinced that the African skin must have been dyed by ink, so he ordered the slave to strip down to his waist and scrub his body thoroughly. Once convinced Yasuke was real, he immediately threw a feast in his honor. Yasuke was able to speak only like a little bit of Japanese, which greatly impressed Lord Nobunaga. He reportedly enjoyed talking with him. Yasuke entertained Lord Nobunaga with tales from Africa, tales from India, where historians believe Yasuke spent most of his life before going to Japan. Nobunaga grew fond of Yasuke. He even treated him like family. He went from being a nobody to joining the upper echelon of Japan's warrior class, the samurai. The samurai were groups of warriors well-versed in warfare and arts. They formed the ruling class in Japan. Before long, Yasuke was riding alongside Nobunaga in battle. It was an honor reserved only for people Oda respected and trusted with his life. He became his right-hand man. He gained a handful of enviable privileges during his tenure there, including own private residence, a ceremonial katana sword, and even the pleasure of dining with Lord Oda, which few samurai were private to at the time. It's hard to say if Yasuke was a slave for most of his former life, because it would have been impossible for Yasuke to rise to the rank of a samurai in less than a year without a warrior background, because samurais, Japanese samurais, often began their training in childhood. History says, Yasuke was abducted from his home, somewhere in Central or Western Africa, some say Mozambique, some say Sudan, and he was later sold to a Jesuit priest called Alessandro Valignano. In 1957, Valignano went on a missionary trip to Japan and took Yasuke with him. And according to the letters of Portuguese missionary Luis Froa and the History of the Church of Japan, a 17th century book by François Solier, Yasuke was around 24 or 25 years old towered over the Japanese and had skin, tough as an ox and black as charcoal. As it is so often the case with slaves, because they kidnapped us from our homeland, erased every single trace of our identity, they erased our tribes, our origins, our last names, our family last names, little is known about the origins of Yasuke. So Alessandro Valignano was one of the first Europeans to bring Christianity to the Far East. And the letters of his fellow Jesuit, Louis Froy, provide much of the written account of the extraordinary story of Yasuke, the black samurai. In the summer of 1582, not long after Yasuke achieved samurai status, one of Nobunaga's generals, Akechi Mitsuide, turned against them and set the warlord's palace alight, trapping Nobunaga in one of the rooms. That attack was known as the Battle of the Honoji Temple put an end to Oda's plans to consolidate power in Japan and to avoid losing honor as it is known as a custom of many warrior races Nobunaga ended his own life by performing seppuku a ritual suicide and before he did that he asked Yasuke to decapitate him after he was done with the seppuku and take his head and sword to his son it was a sign of great trust the legend of Yasuke comes to an end shortly after this in 1582, and after Oda's death, records on Yasuke became scarcer. The last possible references to him, according to historian Lockley, were from Jesuit accounts in 1582. The fall of Nobunaga at the hands of a treacherous general resulted in the first black samurai, the hero of this story, 
being exiled, possibly back to a Jesuit mission in Kyoto. Some say Oda's enemies took Yasuke as prisoner, but later released him because he was not Japanese. He had become a ronin, which means a samurai without a master. Some say Yasuke could have either resumed his previous role as like a bodyguard to Jesuit missionaries, or even become a sailor or a pirate due to his experiences at sea and at battle. His fate and the last years of his life remain unknown, but the history with Yasuke in Japan did not end there. He has lived on the imaginations of many Japanese who grew up with the award-winning children's book Kurosuke. Kuro means black in Japanese. The book ends with Yasuke living to fight another day, but when he sleeps at night, he dreams of his parents, of his family, of his life back in Africa, and silently cries. This is the story of a valiant warrior triumphing against all odds, but it's also the story of a pain young man. He was dropped in a pool full of strangers. Guys, we've come to an end. Thank you for bearing with me. This is it for Black Samurai. Hope you've learned something new. Hope you can add a little bit, another character to our black history. And hope you have a good day, guys. Remember the power in storytelling. You can now add a samurai to all the things our people have been and done. See you next week, guys. Remember, this is Daniel here. This is Roots, a podcast about greatness.